is Christopher McKinnon and you're listening to the Notes from Dad to Son podcast. A podcast from a dad who's still trying to figure it all out in time for his son being old enough to start asking questions. Welcome to Notes from Dad to Son episode... God, what is it, 41 or something? <laughs> oh, God. Right, so, my flat has been on the market all of two days. And I'm at work, and I get this phone call from my downstairs neighbour, who says, I have some bad news. So I say, all right, what is it? She also works where I work, so I'm thinking, right, okay, I'm going to need to cover a shift or something like that. No, nothing like that. Um... She says, I'm going to send you photographs. I'm like, right, what's happened? <laughs> Basically, an old guy was parked in the parking area at the back of the flat, behind the fence, behind the common garden area, and has managed to reverse his car all the way through the back fence, all the way through the grass, knocking bins over everywhere, and um, on top of her decking as well just narrowly missing the building itself so she's telling me this I'm thinking how in the hell has he managed to do that because that whole parking area is like so narrow you couldn't conceivably drive fast enough um, to do you know to do that kind of thing because there's like normally all, all these cars parked there as well so yeah he was parked and he was reaching into the footwell of his car to pick up something and somehow reversed at like full speed into the back garden. So she sent me seven photographs of the aftermath of this, including photos of the guy, although it's a bit pixelated because her phone isn't that great. But she's taking details of the guy and he's going to pay to repair the fence and the decking and everything else. So... I've just forwarded all those photographs on to my estate agent. I say, right, this has just happened and it's being dealt with. So, you know, just if anybody wants a view and just to let them know, because <laughs> the pictures look a little bit different than what they do. Well, the communal grounds areas look different now as a consequence. So that's terrific. Uh, yeah, what else has been going on? I don't know if I mentioned the other day, but the, the test that I had to take on Sunday came back negative on the Monday, so that was fine. And I've been tested again today as per the routine. I'm recording this on Wednesday, and it's the 16th of December. Yesterday morning we got the phone call from the nursery just to give us an update on how Fraser's been getting on. And he has been doing pretty well. Um, his key worker has said that his speech has come on in leaps and bounds, um, joining up words to form sentences and things like that. Uh, if he hurts himself, he will seek comfort from um, the staff now, which is something that he wouldn't have done when he first started. He just kind of like grinned and, and bared it kind of thing. So now he comes over looking for a hug if he's sore and things like that. Um, there's a few other kids around about his developmental stage that have not long joined the nursery so he's got 
a wee group of pals that he's hanging about with and they all really like the climbing frame and what else and I think so yeah I was speaking about discipline because Caroline's a bit concerned well we're both a bit concerned that he doesn't always listen to us and kind of test us as every two-year-old would want to do but um, she says he's actually pretty good at following instructions and he's really patient he knows when to wait his turn and um, there are different chairs in the nursery some have got arms and some of them don't and he finds it difficult getting into the ones that don't have arms so he tends to like climb on top of those and stand up on them and they tell him to sit down and he does so that's all pretty good um, he's really enjoying the routine there so he knows when it gets to tidy up time the first thing he says is like snack because he gets a snack after they've tidied up and yeah just generally enjoying being at nursery and and getting on pretty well and fine and he's really quite sociable with the other kids so that's basically a, a little worry of um, Caroline's um, hopefully resolved because you know we don't really hear how he's getting on on a personal basis every week unless something happens right I need to stop the call at the moment someone's phoning Alright, so I'm recommencing the recording. Caroline had just phoned me there whilst I was recording because I'm on my way to the nursery just now. Today is the day of Fraser's nursery Christmas party. And, you know, he's he's only had like a couple of good nights over the weekend where he hasn't had this cold cough thing going on. So he was coughing again last night and we just figured probably time to see if we can get him something from the chemist that was going to better able to deal with that but the chemists are not really that great at advising so um, Caroline spoke with the GP this morning and he is going to be seen by the GP in about half an hour because he wants to sound his chest and make sure everything there is alright but I think he's going to be getting an antibiotic from the sounds of things so yeah kind of lost my train of thought from where I was before um, oh yeah the estate agent of the flat that I was really wanting to get a look at uh, got back to me by text message the other day to say that they were waiting to hear back from the person selling the flat if they were still wanting to go ahead with marketing and selling it it seems that they've come to the end of um, their contract for you know, for representing them and wanting to see if that's getting renewed or whatever. So I'm waiting patiently for the outcome of that. But in the meantime, I've arranged an appointment with my bank to see what is the maximum amount they can lend me. Uh, so that will not be till the 28th of December. That's the earliest they can slot me in. And on Friday, I have a viewing at another flat that is kind of similar to the one that I was looking at uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning and you know I just get a feel for the general layout of those kind of flats and and see 
how things progress from there. So hopefully I start getting viewings from my own flat coming through soon, but it has only been two days. So yeah, these past few episodes I've been just been recording whilst out and about, and that's because I've been leaving my laptop in my flat and my microphone and all that's in Caroline's place and that's basically where I've been staying as of late um, so it's a bit odd it feels feels pretty much like you're talking to someone on the phone except no one answers and you know having listened back to the previous couple of episodes where it's been raining and it's been cars there hasn't been too much um, disruption on on the recording from what I gather so hopefully this episode turns out basically the same alright well I'm going to stop this recording for the moment anyway so that I can kind of get a little bit quicker to the nursery and I'll maybe pick up again later on ok picking up again <laughs> a couple of days later than the last um, little recording there so it's Friday morning and yeah, Fraser was at the, the doctor's the other day and he has been prescribed a seven day course of amoxicillin in liquid form. Initially that was uh, something that made us a little bit kind of wary because we remembered the first time he had amoxicillin when he was a baby when he had uh, like bronchitis. He really didn't like it, he kept spitting it out. But he seems to be taking it pretty well this time round, so that's pretty good. And yesterday it was uh, my day off from work, it was Thursday. And we met up with my mum and we went into a cafe in town and again riding on the bus. And whilst I was on the bus sat with him, I was thinking to myself... You know, he's much better at this public transport thing than I was at his age. I mean, not in terms of behaviour, just, you know, being able to tolerate it, I suppose. And I thought, what is really different now compared to the, to those days in the, the early 80s? And... I can only really think of two things, and it is firstly that the buses are slightly better designed nowadays, and that there are places on the bus where your seat is pretty much level with the window, so you know a kid sitting there could see um, what's going on around them, and that would probably help with any degree of motion sickness. But also, and, and this is going to sound really strange for anyone who is not old enough to remember, but it used to be that people would smoke on the buses and they would be absolutely stinking. So that, along with not really being able to see, could make for a really unpleasant bus ride. And I remember a couple of times in my childhood of having to get off the bus from Johnston on the way to Glasgow before we'd even reached Paisley because I felt sick but he he doesn't have any of that he doesn't have any of that problem at all so that's that's good 
he's going to have a, a better experience of having commuted by bus than, than I did as a kid. So there we go. Also, yesterday I got an email from my estate agent saying that there was someone wanting to view my flat today at 1pm. So that's just maybe about 40 minutes before I need to leave for work. I'm also going to be viewing uh, the flat that I'd intended to view today at about 10 o'clock. So I'm on my way from Caroline's place just now through the town and I need to take a photograph of my passport. The guy had initially asked for, you know, some ID for track and trace purposes, which, you know, to me, I just figured that would mean name, date of birth, telephone number, that kind of thing, because that's all you really need for track and trace during this lovely pandemic that we're in. But it got got to about six o'clock this morning and I thought, you know, he never actually replied one way or the other to say that this was going to go ahead. So I emailed him at half six this morning and said, okay, are you also looking for photo ID? And it turns out, yeah, they are. So I'm going to head back to my flat take a photo of my passport, email that across and then half an hour later I'll be viewing this flat that is kind of like the second of the two that I've got my eye on sort of thing. So, you know, things are, are kind of starting to move. It's, it's starting pretty much to feel real, I suppose, you know. I mean, to an extent, I, I've kind of been feeling something like that for a while since I haven't really been spending a great deal of time in my flat, as I talked about previously. And the place just feels like an empty shell. A tidy empty shell, nonetheless, but anyway. So the person that's coming to view today is um, a female. So, no idea what age she is, if she's going to be a first-time buyer or if she's just looking, you know, for somewhere smaller, having to downsize for whatever reason. But that'll be interesting, to say the least, to see what that kind of experience is like. You know, I've only ever had the experience of going to view flats, never to actually be around when my own is to be viewed so to say I'm a little bit nervous I suppose is is probably accurate you know to invite a complete stranger into your into your house and have them kind of walk around and silently judge everything that's there or maybe not so silently judge <laughs> could be outright judgmental and and saying whatever they think and feel about the place. So, not bad. Three days on the market, I've already got a few arranged for today. So that's pretty good. Alright, so, again, this episode is a bit kind of um, 
haphazard and stop at the start and recording over a couple of days. But I think that's just the way it's going to be for a while until you know I get settled into a new place because I'm not really consistently able to get time and really record things and edit things the way sometimes I want to do them. So I'll stop this recording here and the next time you hear of it will be following me having viewed the flat that I'm looking at. Alright, so I'm recording this in my flat. I have visited the flat that uh, I'd arranged a viewing for earlier on in the week and it's not too bad. The lounge is um, of a decent size. It's not huge, it's not terribly small. Has laminate flooring, there's not really uh, cosmetic issues there. Um, the bedrooms are not as big as I thought they were going to be. They're a little bit smaller than I perhaps would have liked. Um, certainly compared to Caroline's flat, the the bedrooms are like not massive by any stretch of the imagination. Bathroom disappointed me a little bit because in the photos it didn't look as if it was going to need much in the way of work there um, at all. But seeing the bathroom up close and in person uh, it's looking like it was put in maybe about 10 years or so ago. There's some like, wear and tear in there. And I was thinking to myself whilst there, would I be happy with this bathroom as it is if it just needed like everything kind of like clean cleaned up a bit better or would it need like another refit and I'm thinking at the moment it would probably be better to have a refit done so that was like an extra expense that I, I wasn't thinking of um, I had a chat with the guy about the heating in the flat it wasn't cold in the flat at all, the heating wasn't on, it's electric heating and there is gas in the building. We spoke about um, how easy it would be to upgrade to gas heating. I like read quotes from a few years ago that it would maybe be about six grand. He reckons probably about half that to do that. But I'm thinking given that gas isn't renewable energy unless you can get like renewable gas from somewhere then electric heating maybe won't be that bad as long as I make sure that the, the heatings, the radiators are a bit more up to date than the ones that are there. I mean, they're not bad, they're just, you know, they could be a bit more up to date for my kind of liking. Um, So I fed back to the estate agent that I'll be waiting to hear back from my mortgage lender on the 28th, how much extra they can give me, um, you know, so that I can look at more expensive places or if I was to go for that place, you know, how much work I can put into the place. Um, so the couple that own the flat, they don't actually live there. They live in Aberdeen. They work on the rigs, so they're offshore uh, most of the time. And then when they're back, they've got like four or five weeks off work at a time. So they like to come down to um, the Glasgow area and that's why they have that flat because they would rather not pay 
um, hotel fees. They'd rather, um, you know, have a little little place nearby that they can just come to. So that kind of explains the, you know, the kind of minimalism, <laughs> I would say, in the in the flat in terms of like living arrangements. You know, there's like a bed for a kid. There's a bed for the. The couple, the lounge area is, you know, it's reasonably well decorated, but it's not, you know, overflowing with stuff. So it makes sense that they only use it for um, a few weeks at a time and then they're away back to work again and then they come back later on. I've also just had the person viewing my flat not too long ago, a few minutes ago, and she's looking for a buy-to-let opportunity. So she seemed to be quite happy with the presentation of my place and um, that I'd refit the bathroom and I'd discuss the back garden situation, explain the gaping hole in the fence and how that happened a couple of days ago and how it's been dealt with. I'd met my neighbour earlier on as well and she has said that the guy that crashed his car through the fence has been in touch and is arranging for a couple of carpenters to come around and uh, have a look at you know what kind of work they're needing to do and they will um, provide normal with quotes and she's just to go with whatever one she feels is the best and that will be getting dealt with within the next few days or week anyway. So I explained all that um, because one of the questions the lady was asking me was if there was a factor, you know, someone that has responsibility for the general upkeep of the building itself. And I said that um, I wasn't aware that there is a factor, but for any kind of like repairs or things that are needing done, we all just kind of like chip in. We've got a, a good relationship with one another as neighbours. So my downstairs neighbour is frequently pointed out things that have needed repaired or, or she's arranged for things to be repaired and then she's just kind of like asked us to to chip in so uh, she's quite happy that that's an amicable arrangement so she was taking some photographs around the flat as well um, seemed really upbeat and positive she's going to feed back to my estate agent later on and hopefully uh, things start to progress from there because, you know, having someone looking to buy as a buy-to-let is, you know, I think it's a good thing rather than someone that's desperately waiting to move in. And, you know, on the other hand, that other flat, they seem to be just selling the flat, just not that they're needing to move to a different location. So that's kind of good as well. I've also asked the estate agent of the flat I looked at this morning to send me the details of another place in town that I'm looking at as well. Um, so hopefully I'll hear back from from them about that as well. I don't know that I'll need to view the property because there is a video online that I've viewed. It's kind of like a video tour and it seems to be all right. So I'm just looking for the details as to, you know, like the home report and... Um, you know, what the market value of the place is rather than the offers over as is publicly available just to get an idea for what people are, are wanting for the place. So I'm going to end the recording here. That will be the episode for uh, this time complete. It is 
bucking it down with rain outside so I'm just going to upload this and get myself over to work in a couple of minutes time. Alright, until next time, take care.